Hi, my name is Jamie Lynch, and you are listening to Eating Habits, my podcast about everything restaurants. I will explore the human element of the hospitality business, and I'll talk to the who's who in restaurants, explore their stories, and hear what's on their minds in the ever-changing landscape of the food and beverage industry. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Eating Habits podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Lynch, joined by Adam Hodgson. He's our culinary director at Fist Street Group, and we're going to be talking today about the inspiration behind our quarter deck tasting menu experience at Tempest Restaurant on Market Street. There will be tickets available on open table under the Tempest Restaurant uh, site there. You can secure a seat for our limited uh, tasting experience coming up on April 4th. That's this coming Tuesday. Hope to see you there. Enjoy the show. All right, cool. Welcome listeners to another episode of Eating Habits. I'm joined here today with Adam Hodgson. Hodgson, sorry, I butchered that. Uh, Everybody always does that. Um, Our VP of culinary at Fish Street Group. We're going to talk a little bit about the quarter deck tasting menu today. What's up, Adam? What's going on, Chef? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for doing this with me. Absolutely. I needed pleasure. you. I needed you to co-host this, so I didn't <laughs> sit in my closet and talk to myself for a podcast because that's kind of weird. <clears throat> Happy to do it, Chef. It's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. that's like, you know, my fiance is like, "What are you doing in the closet, <laughs> talking to yourself for an hour?" So this guy's weird. out of his mind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> cool. So the topic that I have today is I want to talk a little bit about tasting menus. Um, you and I have done a bunch of tasting menus together over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, first at, at Five Church back in the day, now Church and Union. We've done them um, for big events, outstanding in the field. Yep. Um, we've done a huge, that's kind of a national pop-up tasting menu kind of thing. Um, and then now we've got the quarter deck tasting menu at Tempest in Charleston. What do you... Do you like doing tasting menus? What's your What's your take on the tasting? I do. Um, so tasting menus are a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's a it's a break from the kind of day to day menu stuff that we do uh, at the restaurants. It's a chance to be super creative and work with the seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, also when you're, when you're like a young a young cook, you know, kind of like making his way through his career and trying to find what you want to do, you're always like look and see what, you know, what Ferran's doing, what Thomas Keller's doing. And you like fantasize about doing all these like tasting menu type scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that, that works in some places. Uh, and it doesn't always work in the place that you land to build your career in. And so having the opportunity to like flex, do these tasting menus, and kind of like get that all out of your system and, and just doing that regularly is, is a whole lot of fun. Yeah. You know, totally. I love it. I mean, and I think, you know, it's interesting. You're right. Because like tasting menu restaurants are a different beast, right. Than the kind of restaurants that, that we, that we run, um, you know, tasting menu restaurants often are about the chef's whim, right. Whatever, whatever's going on in the chef's mind or what story they're trying to tell or, 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 or something like that. And, you know, restaurants like we, the, we run are, are, are aimed towards the guest experience, right? It's less about, I mean, the food is creative and it's about what, you know, the direction we, we feel the concept needs to go. And that's, and that's fun and, and satisfying and interesting to do. Um, but I hear you like getting, getting to like dig deep into your kind of 
the culinary caverns of your mind and seeing what kind of morsels you can scrounge out of there is, is really fun and interesting um, and challenging too. I mean, I remember, so this will be our second installment of the quarter deck, right? We did one in February. Um, it was super fun, but we had some challenges when we were putting that, <laughs> we were testing some of those, <laughs> those ideas, right? Like yeah, we, had, yeah. we had, I think more failures than successes. A hundred percent. I think I had, we had to make Gougiers like what? five times yeah <laughs> and, and it's still that i don't think they were perfect either like they no. were totally satisfactory but they weren't perfect exactly exactly so you know there's a lot of a lot of testing and stuff involved because when, when you approach these sort of menus it's your opportunity to kind of like put these crazy creations that you have in your mind to work whether it's flavor wise or visually or how it's going to be presented to the guests um and playing around with all those things you know you're going to have successes and failures in order to get it right or just straight up failures and you got to move on to the next thing yeah you know was there anything on our our previous uh menu that we had to scrap altogether? was there a dish that we were like this is not working we got to move on there was i don't remember what it is though yeah that's the great thing about doing yeah. the quarter deck thing is like, we get to move on. Yeah. Like we don't have to dwell each day on it and be like, oh man, we got to figure this out. We can be like, okay, this was a great success. Let's put that to the repertoire or like scrap it, move on. Let's, let's get back yeah. to work. Yeah. I mean, you made squid chips, what, four or five uh, times before we got the right, the right least. scenario down? At least. Yeah. But I was yeah. happy with it at the end. So it ended up working. But it was a struggle. I was getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and the Gougeres <laughs> were frustration too. Yeah, so super fun. So the quarter deck is going to be and is continuing to be, and we're excited about this next one. It's going to be a chance for us to get out of out of the norm, to highlight a theme or whatever's going on in the culinary world that interests us. Um, this one happens to be spring, my favorite season. I don't know about you. Dude, I second that. Yeah. Spring is the best. Yeah. You have I, all the all the best chef chef things to work with. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about spring for me is like I get less involved. Our our last menu was very like technique driven. It was like new techniques, interesting things that we can't do on a on a big scale. You know, um techniques you can only do kind of on small scale for for a limited number of people. Um, but for spring, for me, it's about it's about the product, right? Like absolutely everything is fresh coming in we've got peas you've got morels you've got soft shell crabs you've got ramps ramp yeah ramps, ramps. are only around right. for a month right so we're gonna jump all over that yeah, get as sure. many as you can yeah yeah <laughs> that we might have Pick to put ramps in every them. course you know make puree freeze them like prolong your ramps as long as possible right and so that's what's <laughs> exciting about spring it's that 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 renewed energy fresh green um ingredients totally um seasonal stuff that's only around for a short period of time before you get into the you know the slog of summer where it's too hot to grow anything yep. um so this is a really fun one and, and i'm really excited about the menu that we're putting together yeah me too cool what about i know you have an idea for this menu that you, that you want to work on i do i don't want to tell i don't want to i don't want to divulge what the dish is but okay. what a, what is it what is the ethos of this dish that that's exciting to you and why you want to try it? Cause I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a really cool dish and we're totally going to nail it. Yeah. Um, we need to get cracking on it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so it's, it's a spin on like a, an approachable Southern classic, but when you get it, you're, you're not going to know what you have until, until you take your first bite Yeah, and it's going to trick you a little bit when you, when you get it, you're, you're not going to be expecting what, what is to follow. 
Um, right. That's the best way I can kind of describe it without yeah. saying what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, totally. It's definitely like one of those sleight of hand kind of of dishes, right? Where yeah. where when you see it, you you think you see what what you see, yeah. and um and you know what that is, right? Exactly. You're like, oh, okay, cool. All right, what's this? But then when you dig in, you're like, holy shit, this is not at all what I thought. And moreover, because of the way you're presenting it, they won't really know until they're into it what it is. Exactly. Right. You know, that's the fun part. Are you gonna? Like, are you are you thinking that you're gonna want to? talk to the guest about this dish maybe yeah maybe yeah. come out and say hey this is what's going on so they're not completely dumbfounded or or do you or or maybe or maybe stop in after they dig in that that might be the play I was, i've been thinking about that to be honest with you it's like do i do i let them just completely be surprised uh -huh. you know and and just go at this and expect this um or do i go out there and and describe the dish to them. Mm -hmm. I, I think the play is in the middle of the course. I think so too. And I think that's another fun thing about a tasting menu that like we can't do that for every guest all the time in a regular service, right? Yep, like correct. you're on the pass or whatever. And so for, for this event, these types of events, it's really cool because we can add a service element that we normally wouldn't be able to do, right? Whether it's a table touch, um, come out, a few bites in and kind of play with their mind a little bit and see where they're at and what's and actually interact in a way and see how the dish is you know triggering them or, or they're responding to it yeah absolutely it's kind of fun i think that might be the play i think so yeah it might get challenging though We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you end, you might end up spending half the time in the dining room <laughs> and the next and i'm going to be back there in the in the weeds <laughs> putting it together. Um cool. I'm, I'm interested for that dish too. I think also that might be the only real trickery I think that we have planned. Um, everything else seems pretty just like if we end up doing the menu that we think we're going to do, yeah, um, it, it, it's going to be pretty ingredient driven. Absolutely. And that's fine too. Like when you're looking yeah. at tasting menus, you know, it doesn't all always have to be like, you know, these tips or tricks and you know yeah like, like mind melds yeah like, mind melds and magic tricks like sometimes like the best trick that we can play is is just creating a dish that is perfectly executed mm -hmm. you know 100 percent. like those are some of my favorite meals um you know thinking back to yeah, yeah. Hit probably, me with one. probably my, one of my favorite meals ever and i've i've eaten at alinea and some of these michelin star restaurants um that do these crazy tasting menus but is uh, one of your old chef's restaurants, La Conda Verde. Mm. Nothing on that menu was like blow your mind, crazy presentation, right. you know. Ingredient, you didn't know what it was. Exactly. Or... It was all very like simple, approachable food that was just executed perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like the dessert course made my knees weak, right? It's just <laughs> th one of those sorts of dinners, yeah. you know? And, and, for that to be one of my most most memorable dinners just speaks a lot that you don't have to do all the the crazy magic tricks you can right. you can just put together the food and execute it perfectly and, and have the same effect right you know I like that and 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 that's the great and spring allows you to do that right because you have that amazing product that you can that you can really sh showcase you know um, I think some of the challenging times that we're going to face with doing this kind of um, this kind of event is when we get into some of the um, the seasons where like summer in Charleston is 
is difficult. Like things don't grow (laughs) when it's that hot and humid and and evil. And so, you know, how are we going to be able to, to play with that? And I think that's when you have to reach outside of the ingredient and start looking at, you know, technique or, or some other things like that to make it, to make it happen. Um, I'm trying to think of like one of the best tasting menu experiences I've had. Oh, you know what? I think it was the catbird seat. I think it was when you and I went to the catbird seat together. That was an excellent tasting menu. Yeah, there was, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed the experience. Like the experience was super cool. Um, you know, being able to observe, like we're both chef geeks. So like yep. watching chefs prepare food is like, you know, we could sit there and do that all day. Yep. Um, so that was interesting. But what I really liked about the food, he dev- he had some things on the menu that, that I thought were daring. You know, like, like there were some ingredients that I was like, man, that's pretty ballsy to present it that way. Yep. And so that was, to me, I was interested in that. I was like, how is that going to go? And, and the coolest part was that he nailed it. I think the dishes that were most questionable in my mind, I was like, hmm, in my mind, because I have preconceived notions about all this stuff, how is it going to work? And they totally did. Yeah, the durian dish there blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. And that was the one I was most like, huh. Because we've you both know, smelled it. Yeah. We, you know, you, if you've smelled durian fruit, you know, like, how could you possibly make that thing taste good? It smells like, like a, like an, like a gym sock that's been left in a, in a hamper for two years yeah, or like something. Yeah, a hockey bag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, it's a really pungent, nasty odor, but, um, but none of that came through in the dish. It none. was sweet and like a little bit earthy, but like, but in a pleasant way, like not in a musty way like in a in just like a um in like a mushroomy umami kind of way yeah um that was super super kind of crazy yeah the texture was nice too it was like a like a really soft caramel it was just a really pleasant dish to to eat and i was really surprised at how that came out so one of the other things i like about this specific event the quarter deck is the collaborative nature of it right so the idea is that um that we will get together. The, the, these two happen to be you and I, but I think we're going to bring in either some other chefs and even younger chefs in our group to start playing with ideas. And to me, that's a lot of fun. Um, it can get tiresome creating in your own mind all the time. You know, I find myself getting into like, um, into like a, a system of like creating food where things seem similar. Yep. You know, I'll start like, and I'll get stuck on an ingredient or something. And that ingredient will show up in my, in my um, menu kind of development over and over again. Um, and so it's really good, I think, to, to collaborate, right. To get some new ideas. Yeah, absolutely. I, <clears throat> I can speak from experience from working with you the last well, 11, 12 years um, that, and having chefs below me is that when you're, when you're writing these menus, um, whether it be tasting menu or just your normal restaurant menu, mm-hmm. that the, the more people that you work with on this, the, the better better it comes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with everyone spitballing ideas, you might all, not always have the best idea or the best technique. And with everyone thinking about it and and just throwing out their thoughts, you can come up with a really good plan on how to execute something that, that either might be different, might be a cooler technique or mm-hmm. something more efficient on the line. And yeah. so bringing everyone together and doing that, that sort of scenario, um, I've found has made a, 
almost a better product in the end. Totally. Um, you know, using everyone around you, it's, you know, it's a, it's a smart move. And also yeah. being a young chef, I mean, when the first couple of years that we were working together, like I, I saw you in this, this like super chef sort of light. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you like came to me and you were like, all right, so what are your ideas for the new menu? Like that excited me. That meant a lot to me at that yeah. time in my career. And having that sort of relationship to where we could fire off stuff together and, and, and test dishes, you know, really inspired me to keep moving forward and keep developing as a chef. Yeah. And so I think it's really important for these guys that are below us and, and, um, in the culinary ranks to, to exercise their minds and start working in that direction. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I rec- I'm glad you, you mentioned that cause I remember back like, when I was a young cook in New York, you know, working for Danielle and, and circling and stuff and, and putting together these, these menus. Um, I mean, I, that was the same thing for me, you know, like I was just a line cook, like having to do on the fly tasting menus. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and having Andrew or, you know, one of the other chefs be like, Hey, you know, here's you you've got the fourth course on this tasting. This is, this is, this is what I'm thinking. Blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And I was just like, I'm not qualified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can cook the shit. Like I will cook the shit out of it. But um, like, I don't know if I should be throwing my hat in the ring, but, but they, but it was an inclusive kind of thing, right? They, they wanted yeah. the cooks to, to, to be involved. We didn't have say obviously in like what the menu was, um, but, but they included us. Right. And, um, and that meant a lot and definitely inspired me to like cook harder yeah faster you know yeah for cleaner sure. like i wanted my technique to be like super perfect um that's a good point I'm, I'm i i hope that and we should think about doing this i mean i've thought about doing it but we should try to make it happen maybe for um after the spring menu because i'm excited about this one this is going to be a fun one to kind of just you know play with our food a little bit is to bring in some of our our sous chefs and stuff to to develop to help develop the the menu and maybe maybe you and I could st- like steer the ship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, or even just give some perspective and guidance and let them kind of develop the menu and then be there to help execute. Right. So that, so that we can, cause I think that's, that's an interesting thing for young chefs and cooks to learn is that it's different. It's different to do a tasting for 40 people um, than it is to cook for 40 guests in your dining room where your mise en place is, you know, you've got an entire, kitchen built your mise en place is built around the dishes you're going to cook yeah and with the tasting menu it's like you know you got to go course by course and it's it's a lot of different touches right you're talking about so here's something that we should talk about because because i felt this a little bit after um the first one was um so we're doing a, a five course menu yep. with seven to ten dishes so it's a condensed tasting still multi-course but it's a lot of bites um and each one of those bites is a dish you know it's not like a like a bite of uh you know a grape yep right each bite has layers of technique and flavors that go into it and so you're talking about for for 40 guests um you know times 10 it's 400 plates yeah that's a lot of touches for for 40 it is. Um, and it takes some stamina. It takes some organization. It takes some like, you know, um, it's a different kind of cooking. You know, it's like doing a, a Friday night dinner service <laughs> by yourself. Right. Yeah. But, but for 40 people. 
yeah all in two hours <laughs> um yeah you're, you're 100 percent right chef like and there's there's so much that goes into each one of those dishes too. Like if you think just about like the gougier. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a that was a canapé. Yeah, that was right? a canapé. And we had to warm the gougier, fill it with with our we had two different variations that we did. Fill it with the, the mm, sauce. This, yeah. Top it with the garnish. And that's just for one mm. of the three or four bites that were on the canapé tray. Right. You know, yeah. and then we had that to do with every other piece that was on there per person per table. Mm -hmm. You know, and so the amount of work that goes into all these things is is sometimes you, you you don't realize. Yeah. And and you know, bringing the chefs in to to experience that is, you know, very eye opening on how they're gonna develop the next menu mm -hmm. you know and transition into how how they take this experience moving forward right you know so think about the think about the logistics of your cooking yeah. you know when you're doing it over <clears throat> a scale like that the thing that really made it worth it for me because you're right it's a ton of work and it's a lot of fun but interacting with the guests after that particular uh dinner the last one was was awesome i mean everybody was so um, appreciative and embraced it and got it. You know, like the thing that, that I liked most about it is that when I talked to everyone, they understood the theme, right? Everybody mm -hmm. totally got it. And, and that to me was the biggest reward is like, okay, then the story we were telling it worked, right? Yeah. It kind of like inspires you to be like, okay, what other story can I tell? Or do I want to tell or what's important? Yeah. You know, so that was, that was really, um, made it worthwhile for me to, to, to do that many dishes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping we get the same response this time, if not, you know, even better. Right. Um, cause, cause this is, I'm, I've really enjoyed doing this and I hope this becomes a thing and we, we pack out the house, you know, every month doing this thing and could just keep this train moving forward. Are there any, are there any, um, tasting menu concepts or ideas <clears throat> you've got kind of seeds planted in the back of your head that you think we should do? Like whether it's a theme or an idea or a region or whatever. That's a good question. Um, not, not really. I kind of like when, when I approach well, what's going on or what the, or the menu, um, I start thinking about what, what I have around me, you mm -hmm. know, what's, what's in season, what's, what's local, what have I been into recently? You know, planning out far in advance, I might have an idea here or there that I want to try later, but typically it's kind of over a week or two period before whatever tasting menu we're doing or right. that kind of thing or ch menu changes. Um, I feel it's best to work inspired and, you know, I might be inspired about something now, but that might change six months down the road, you know? And so like when I was coming up with this dish that we were doing, that we're going to do next week. Mm -hmm. I just thought of like these, these things that I recently came across, you mm -hmm. know, like the, either a specific rice, local rice or grain, you know, with, Oh, it's coming. It's spring. I'll have ramps. I can do this with this. And it just starts the creative process. And then you can start to think of what's the sauce going to be? What am I going to do this to it? What kind of technique am I going to put into that? And then it just develops from there. Um, and I found that, that that sort of method of working inspired on uh, things that that present themselves to you or you or you you know find that's around you um, kind of really helps shape shape that dish or shape the technique 
all that kind of stuff to mm-hmm. turn something great. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of stories to tell with the spring menu. Um, I'm excited to share that with everybody. So this is going to be um, April 4th, Tuesday, next Tuesday. Um, we'll have two seatings, 20 seats available for each seating. Um, so 40 seats all day. I hope people want to come and get it. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah, me too. It's going to be delicious. Cool. All right. Um, I guess that's it for the tasting menu uh, conversation. Let's get to the kitchen and get cracking, huh? Sounds good. All right. All right.